Season's greetings, folks, and welcome back to another rousing edition of Fly Casual. Fanboy Y here. You're going to want to stick around because I am making an appearance. Spoiler alert! I know, but it's time for some reviews, and it's time for some rumor, I suppose. Mike, pick up your game. It's time to Fly Casual. Let's get ready to rankle! I just got back from the bathroom, and I want to know why my microphone smells like Cheetos. Dude. And boy, is your butt tired. Yeah. Wow. And how? Yeah, that's yeah. a joke. Yeah. I was like, wait, what's, who let him in the house? What? I don't know. Did you even look up from your phone long enough to realize he was here? Yeah. yeah. I, well, I thought it was you. Because uh, you know, sound really I, I similar. Thanks. I'm doing a little Pokemon in right now, too. but uh, hey, just because we're both five five, dra- dramatically overweight and have ponytails. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. It happens. My Get a facial, haircut. My facial hair is more controlled than his. Is it? Yes. Neck beard. I don't have a neck you beard. You slobber less. Mm-hmm. Mm, no. Mm. All this is stubble. Mm. I shave every other day. I'm one of those dudes. You know what I'm saying? No. Hey, when the boss ain't complaining about it. Are you Are you playing Pokemon over there, Mike? What are we up to? I'm looking, where, catch them all. I'm looking where the Pokemon are. Oh, geez. He's not even playing Pokemon. He's studying Pokemon. He wants to be the very best. He does. He's he wants the best to there ever was. But we're podcasting, Mike. I don't know, Mike. You sound like I you're know. playing you're you're playing Bacteriamon. Gotta catch them all after all. <laughs> yeah. Just I saying. know. I need to get rid of this bacteria. Yeah, but, welcome, uh, ladies and gentlemen, fly casual, your favorite medicinal review of Star Wars. Medicinal. Everything like it. And over there taking a taking a nice long sip of what I presume is uh the new Coke Zero Sugar. Is uh, Mr. Michael J. Archibald. No, man. A little bit of cough medicine. A little bit yeah. of cough medicine? Grandpa's oh. old cough medicine. Yep. Suck yeah, on grandpa's cough syrup, are you? Ah, uh, yeah. Whiskey. Yeah. What'd you get? Bourbon. Whiskey. That's part part Coke Zero Sugar? You, you like you're, it? Just, you're just overanalyzing, my friend. You like the, Are you liking the Coke Zero Sugar? Uh, yeah, it's all right, man. It's, I like it's it. It's okay. I like Coke it. Coke Zero Sugar? Coke Zero Sugar. They've redone Coke Zero. I wouldn't kick her out of bed. Just put it that way. It's Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, I kind of dig it. As a dude was trying. uh, Yeah, exactly. Right. But here's the thing. Like no other diet pop, I can drink a whole can. And I can put it on ice and drink it. I can't do that with any other diet pop. Gross. And I've been trying to drink exclusively diet pop, if drinking pop. I'm not very good at that. You should just drink water better for you well that's what i do i'm actually sitting here with an enormous bottle of water in front of me right now but is it uh, pure leaf tea water no uh pure leaf tea a... is strictly down at the other end of the room now he's got a frosty one covered with condensation Condon, just out of the fridge. welcome family back guy. ladies and germs i'm your host mr Corey t wilson with over there wiping his eyes and vigorously but, rubbing his nostrils this, mr michael jarrett this sounds, <laughs> i already did that didn't vaguely I? vaguely reminiscent yes <laughs> drinking my cough medicine yeah, yeah. <laughs> you like that so new coke like zero coke sugar zero, no sugar yeah. you like that coke zero sugar there Mike? yeah man yeah, yeah it's something else yeah. all right that's not funny you over there man that's your controller steve J. Howie. <laughs> yeah i had something witty to say but now i forgot because uh-huh. of this whole thing but yeah uh, witty comment Moving along. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> whoa. Mm. 
That was out of line even by my standards. Whoa. Yeah. Well, you had She no was saves. particularly Randy earlier, too. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Randy was not complaining. Well, he was not. Yeah. What no. the? Neither was Fanboy Y, who had his take. Oh. Whoa. Yeah. Even Fanboy Y? Whoa. Ooh, That's, that uh, colors things in a different light. Man. Yep. Can't do that. Yeah, I don't know if I touch that with a ten foot. That's like one now, of those man. things you did, where you're like, gonna come away with Cheeto dust. You oh. don't want to watch, but you can't look away. I wouldn't oh. touch that with a ten foot Cheeto. I think I, I would. I think I would instinctively look away. Yeah, I think but I then would instinctively die. look back. I don't know. I don't know. Why? Don't know. Why would you you're, do that? You would. Uh, I'll be like watching a. You gotta be careful. That's how Garrick's happened. Speaking of which, cross pond down a few, Mister Garrick, not Jay Hardy. What's up? Hey guys. Yeah, bro. Little little fact for you guys here. This episode, assuming that it actually airs. Eventually, <laughs> we'll we'll make us the longest running podcast on the betterkind.com network. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! <laughs> yeah, why not? We're overtaking the other guy, huh? Yeah, episode yeah. one. Right. Which a lazy the other guy left off at 158. This is 159. Lazy bastards. Yep, yep. All it took was uh, nine months, 10 months of catch up. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations go out to Garrick and Mike, the two people that weren't involved. Well, Garrick was a few times. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I blame it on Garrick. I talked about shooting Hitler in the nuts. It was awesome. <laughs> I did not specifically remember that, but See, I now sh- I do. I wouldn't shoot Hitler in the nuts. I'd flick him in the nuts. Well, I mean flick in the nuts. nuts. Yeah, flick him in Singular the nuts. Would you flick him one... in the nuts to death? Yeah, man. He only had one nut. So, so will you flick him in the, him in the nut to death? Yeah, man. So you would just sit there and flick so his he, nuts until it somehow resulted in his death, whether it be from like some brain aneurysm or what. Yeah, you man. Think he pain. deserves anything pain. less. Pain. Yeah, but he's gonna his own numb. personal hell. He's gonna come numb, numb to it after a while, right? No, you you increase you turn you into a numb nut. The right? intensity of your flicks yeah. gradually, slowly so over time. To I feel it. like eventually, like my nail would start to get raw and come off. Do I have to like trade fingers off? Like can, at some no, point am I flicking them like a ball peen hammer? We can mechanize yeah, it at some point. Yeah. Oh, can I swing a rope at it like double O's like a casino royale? Yeah, eventually. You know. Yeah. 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 Let's talk about all the this things we do to Hitler. This is a wonderful podcast <laughs> we've discovered here. Hey, gentlemen, I got a better idea. Let's what? do some reviewing. Oh, that's me. You should oh, no, I want some wings. Views. I'm the review guy. That's what I do. Well, boys. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I did a Mike impression. Yeah, you did. You're like, hey, this is it. my thing. I'm Garrick. And then you did Mike. <laughs> yeah, see, I threw well, a curveball. The next one will be my time to shine. So it's all good. Yeah. There you go. Hey, guys, we had Literally some reviews. Got one. some comics. And <gasps> if you're lucky, we might review some Rebels. <gasps> Oh, yeah, oh. last season, final season. So, yeah, we had Afro 13, Poe Dameron number 20, Phasma wrapping up the whole Phasma series, number four, and of course, the wonderful Star Wars Adventures wait, number wait. three. We're reviewing Phantasma 4? Yeah, Phantasma 4. Wow. The sequel to Phantasma 3, which find- I think was underrated. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you wow. very much. Do we finally mm. do we finally uh, learn how uh, how how Master Jedi Von Doom gets his shiny armor? Yeah, and then Phasma volcano. Steals it's it. a volcano. Yeah, yeah. Just kidding. I don't I like know. it. Anyway, starting to start off here with Afra number thirteen. Yeah, let's Why do we? it. Why wouldn't Afra, comma Doctor, comma Chelly? Yeah, is her first name. My Chelly. Chelly. 
Yeah, she's hot. Anyway, <laughs> let me break uh, this down. You guys never ready? Never gets old, you guys. Never gets old. <laughs> Don't ever change. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> so I'm going to break this down. You guys ready? Yeah. All right, here we go. Annie is now on board Afro Space Station. He and he's done joined her party. But instead of a gift bag with some chocolate bonbons or a nice rosé, Vader gets an assassin droid possessed by a Jedi ghost who has lightsabers, control over blaster turrets, and he's been on destruction. That's you know what? I think this is probably better for Vader after all. Now I mm. think about it. I almost see him smiling. The distraction gives not only Afra a chance to escape, but also the murder bot she uninhibited, and they've seemed to make a new Rodian pal for which to exploit. Afra complete, completes her escape. Vader offs the possessed droid because... It's not like he could die because this isn't his comic. I mean, come on. He only dies in his own comic. Right. So after sells a ship full of priceless artifacts that someone left on her station, Black Crustacean becomes a pit fighter owner and the murder bots find a nice place to set up a lovely crime syndicate where they get to kill as much as they want. Aww. So yeah, I guess they all live happily ever after. That's cute. Aww. Hooray! Yeah. Yeah, Afra. So we're closing down an arc, I guess. Breaking up the old team. Yeah, man. Yeah. They all go their separate ways. Kind of sad. I'm scared. I don't yeah. want to. I know. They're, they're not wrapping the comic, are they? No, they're not wrapping the comic. They're just, uh, they're branching off into new unexplored territory. I don't know. She she ends this comic with, on, in a beach robe. And, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sipping, uh, sipping Mai Tais. What? Yes. She, she for, has a... This is a pita colada. As for Mai Tai. <laughs> <laughs> Take my traveler's checks to a competing. See, I, I was actually drawing the uh, the the man who knew too little. Uh, oh no, office space, office space. Yeah. But man who knew Come too on. little too. Nope, yeah. didn't happen. Yeah, it did. Oh, nope. don't you, don't you, don't you frog out on the man who knew hey, too office little, bro. Space is a far superior film. Little pocket rocket. <laughs> what? What? It's a pocket rocket. Yeah. Anyway, I thought it was a pretty good issue. Nice close to this uh, whole arc. Yeah. Where she's trying to sell this thing. So yeah. she actually ends up making some money, which is nice mm-hmm. to see our uh, lovely Afra come out ahead for once. Yeah. And yeah. I also like the fact that uh, Emperor Palpatine was played by the uh, sewer zombie from <laughs> like Eternal that? Living Dead Part 2. <laughs> you like that? His, uh, the, the artist take on uh, Palpatine was interesting. I will say the that. artist take on fill in the blank was interesting. <laughs> it's not bad. It's yeah, his, absolutely like, not bad, but it is definitely a little jarring from compared to what like, we've seen. I kind of like the stylized. Uh, it's different from what yep. we get with Salvador Larocca. That's like uh, you know photo realistic, right? And this one's kind of a stylized view, so it's kind of mm-hmm. cool to see a little different take on the emperor. But again, I, I really like the color work. I think the color yeah. work is, is very that's nice. Really good. Yeah, absolutely. And I love the part. Uh, so <laughs> the immortal roar is a uh, Jedi ghost that inhabits this crystal. So Vader ends up getting this crystal and bringing it to the Emperor. And he's like, yeah, I just put it with the rest. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a crystal that's in that is uh, inhabited by a Jedi ghost. And embedded in the chest of an assassin droid. It was. Yeah. It is no it was, longer. But Vader destroyed that assassin droid and took the crystal back to the Emperor. And the Emperor was like, yeah, it's good. He's Everything's like, fine, yeah, man. just think yeah. of the end of Indiana Jones. Oh, top, top men. men. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, wow, yeah. So he puts it away. a billion <laughs> other crystals that it's are more impressive. Put it in Grandma's china cabinet. <laughs> right. Put it in my curio case. Exactly. <laughs> Next so to the yeah, fern, Afra. the good fern. 
it's pretty good. Good. I'm I'm really excited to see what happens and seeing if the uh, you know triple zero and BT one cross paths with Afra and if Black Crustacean. Maybe they'll get the the usual suspects together at one point. I don't know, but it was a cool ending. I liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I actually did too. Yeah. And she she offs somebody in cold blood at the end. It's yeah. pretty sweet. <laughs> So. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny with her escaping and people are just dying around her and she's about to kill the hut and she's like, oh, well, somebody else killed the hut and she's like, oh, moral, uh, what What did she say? Something like moral, uh, something avoided. I can't remember. But it was funny. <laughs> moral after dilemma it. avoided. Yeah, <laughs> moral <laughs> dilemma avoided. <laughs> yeah, that hut done got shot. Jeweler the hut then died. Yeah, yep. it looked like. Yep. Yeah, I'm I'm now referring to that hut as jeweler of the hut. Yeah. Well, at least it wasn't Gracchus. We need Gracchus. No. Oh, yeah. Gracchus. We need his beefy arms. Hell yeah, dude. And his robot legs. <laughs> Gracchus is one of my favorite new characters. Oh, yeah, he's oh. the best, dude. Totes, man. Ugh. He's Corey. Stop. He's stacked, dude. Quit hating. Yeah, yeah, dude. Come on. If yeah. Terry Crews is a roided hut, roided up hut that is I'm not, cool. I'm not into roided Same. up Santa huts. Hut of peds. Okay, dude. All right, Gracchus is the coolest. All right, bro. I'll, I'll let you have it. All right, bro. This time. All right, bro. All right. Yeah. Over to you, Garrett. <laughs> so anyway, moving on. Poe number twenty came out. Everybody's favorite comic, Poe twenty. So right. my favorite comic oh. that is Poe oh, Dameron number twenty. Yep. Everybody. It was, it was my favorite until I realized it wasn't the end of the series. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hey So let me break this down. Here we yeah. go. You guys ready? All right. Here we go. Deep in the vaults of Cato Nemoidia. 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 Come on, to my, you say it right. If I can't say it, nobody can Quigon Jin. Right. Say, say it all racist sounding and you'll have it nailed. Ah, <laughs> oh, Cato Nemoidia. Oh, so. That's a Quigon Jin. Well, anyway, deep in the vaults of whatever that. That plan is called. There's a secret ninja, a treasure hunter with such great agility and strength that he can give even the most advanced security measures a slip. The ninja assassin known throughout the core as the ninja Lor Santeca. And even the gray ghost slips up now and then and he's taken captive. Meanwhile, Poe and the crew are back from being captured by the evil First Order and then escaping through a series of elaborate and quite frankly hard to believe circumstances. But they are getting some much needed downtime, I guess. And they spend it the best way they possibly can. Sexy Wexley gets dumped and she used the old, (laughs) it's not you, it's the Jedi excuse. Also, I don't like fatties. And Jessica, (laughs) yeah, that too. Jessica Pava decides to find a new droid for her ship, but... Ends up only getting flipped the bird. And Poe gets an awesome new mission. But now he has to deal with this sad sack of a crew. And the mission they are all given is to rescue Lord Santeca. After which the series will be over. Right? That's where it ends, right? Uh, I don't know. Until until we get thrust into the Between Force Awakens and Last Jedi. Oh no! That's a thing? Uh, Well, I guess Uh, it's only what a two minute thing. So... Yeah, that's There's true. Not much time. They can Well, if I know anything from Poe Dameron, they can fill two minutes with ten comics. So there you go. There you go, Poe. I think this whole series only takes course over the like an hour. I think this whole series takes place in an hour. Yeah, seems like it. I don't know. Man, uh, they really chained up Lord Santeca with some wicked bling there. Yeah, yeah. dude, Lord so, Santeca's yeah, like a boy. Yeah, the old, old guy is a Mister T. The old guy is like a ninja. 
tries to I will steal say some. That, I will say this comic, Poe comic, is probably my favorite of the Poe so far. I know, it's the least incredulous. <laughs> yeah. Just because the beginning, I'm like, oh man, who's this new character? He's so cool. He's got this like invisibility cloak and the Elder Wand. Mm-hmm. Yep. Actually, actually the pulling stone. the Nemodians yep. and yeah, yeah some he's, familiar yeah, he's pulling, stuff. He's going and, to steal stuff. And there's very little Poe in it. So yeah, there's, there's only like Poe in the last couple pages, which is great. There's the more, least there's desirable more character in there. There's the, more sexy Wexley than there, there is. Oh, yeah, yeah the Sexy great. Wexley gets dumped, man. <laughs> yeah, gets and, dumped and we and get a Wexley crotch shot, yeah, too. Yeah, he gets up and he pelvic oh, yeah. thrusts the panel. <laughs> That's where he gets the sexy from. That's the sexy sticking out it's right there. Just oh. a, a bunch of snappy D right there yeah. up in my face. He's like, what the uh, hell? You break it up with me? What? Oh, my angry fist and belly punch. Let's get out of here. He went to go eat some cheeseburgers. And I don't remember when the the um the flight suits became that form fitting, but they I'm are for on, it. Ne- on sexy Wexley, man. <laughs> he wears them as tight as he can. Oh no, you gotta bro. get out of in and out. At some point you get big enough, you gotta wear up a size. <laughs> at some point, form fitting is not the solution. I will say this this comic had one of the funniest moments I've seen <laughs> in a while. <laughs> Where uh, Jess- Jessica Pava, who's part of Black Squadron, is known as, uh, I guess she has this uh, reputation among the astromechs as the destroyer because every time she goes out <laughs> yeah. on a mission, she en- her astromech ends up getting destroyed. So none of the astromechs can stand her and she can't find one to navigate with her ship. <laughs> so she goes to try to find some and they're all lined up ready for her to choose one. And then she turns around, they kind of all disappear and... And only BB-8 is left, and he kind of yeah. They all took two out. steps back. Yeah, <laughs> he gives he, her the thumbs up. BB-8 gives her the 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 torch, and she's like, "Are we sure that means what we think it means?" And I'm I love like, the yes. I yes. love the fact that they took exactly two panels to do that. Yeah, BB-8 <laughs> flips her the bird in the first panel. I mean the thumbs up. I mean the bird. Yeah. The bird. And they're just the staring bird. at him yeah. awkwardly. And then there's another panel. Three PO's already turned around to <laughs> yeah, leave the room, leaving. and they're still yeah. looking at him before she drops that line. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's that pretty was, good. We've canonized the debate over the thumbs yeah, up versus uh, the middle finger. That, is pretty uh, good, that was yes. probably one of the best couple Welcome frames. In- yeah, <laughs> I don't want to cheapen it. I don't want to cheapen it. Welcome back. What? Yeah. yeah, so that's probably one of the best couple panels I've seen in a long time. Yeah, and made me laugh. Yeah, I like the art in this in this issue. I like uh, the 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 dialogue is pretty okay. You know what I mean? Some of the faces, yeah. of course, spot the frick on and- almost like they're traces. <laughs> The comic hey, is great your, when they're not your focusing on Poe. <laughs> well, yeah, right, exactly. As long yeah. as they're not focusing on Poe. But one of your favorite characters, Corey, from Force Awakens. Sexy Wexley. No. Uh, who is who, Captain Japan? I can't. I know. <laughs> oh, he's yeah. not Captain Japan. No, Captain he's Japan not. is on Rebels. Yes, yeah, right. Now but... you're just being racist. <laughs> yeah, don't be racist, like Mike. Everybody from the. <laughs> From the Orient. From the Orient, yes. <laughs> I almost said the Far East. I'm like, no, that's not quite racist enough. Everybody from uh, from the East is Captain Japan to you, and I resent that. I, I save that strictly for anybody with, with a... Re- anyway. He's the one that had the really great scene. And yeah, the- he's one of JJ's friends uh, from Lost who had the worst act. Literally should get a Razzie. Should have gotten a Razzie. For his featured performance, where he, in the where he buries his head in his hands when they're showing the Death Star versus Darth Vader's face. <laughs> yeah, and he's walking That's around like, the hall oh, table no. going awkward hand motion analysis because like I can't high, hear what he's actually saying because that's it's all like I can high think. school play. Oh, it's so bad. acting, so bad. That guy's yeah, better but he's than it. That. your favorite guy. 
Yeah, yeah, he is, and, it's act, and, and he's he's darn goodly uh, drawn. He is. Yeah, they they I done mean, well, drawn him darn good. The last panel where Laura <laughs> Santek is sitting in jail, it, it looks just like the dude. I'm like, wow. Honestly, that really last good. panel without the dialogue on that, you could frame that in a little eight by ten, and I'd hang it on the wall. That's a good oh, yeah. looking panel. It was cool that's, that they're making Laura Santeca seem pretty awesome, like he's some, something. Yeah, and so some old dude who's rotting out on Jakku somewhere, but yeah. He actually has a some depth, mm-hmm. I guess. So, yep, I still want to. I, I want a young Lor Santeca story. Oh, that would be so great, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? Or, like he could have his whole comic art. He, well, could, hey, he could have a novel if, that's just if, all about him, and I'm in. If DJ, as from, long as it's not written in present. If Donna tense. Joe from <laughs> Donna The Last Joe. Jedi is getting his own. Seriously, <laughs> seriously, yeah. they're making a comic about a character we haven't even had a chance to respond to yet. Well. I guess that's fair, actually. But still, they must think it's going to be a killer character. No, Benicio Del Toro does tend to make things either really cool or really weird. You mean Antonio Banderas? No. (laughs) That's still my favorite. He's not Antonio Banderas? Who could ever confuse those two? I don't get it. Racist. That's a television commercial. Come on. Yeah, come on, go watch it. Were you dipping back into the Neomoidian there? (laughs) No. That was from Austin Powers, dude. (laughs) Austin Powervich, man. Come on. It's a television commercial. It's a little leprechaun. Because that's one of the better lines that everyone remembers from Austin Powers. (laughs) My bad. Garrick knew. I knew. Garrick is like movie autistic, okay? He said, they'll never get to me lucky charms. And then she starts laughing. Now recite the rest of the film. Why does everyone always laugh when I say that? See, it's a television commercial. See, he's proving it's my point. <laughs> right. right, the Ethiopian has candy in it, and yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and yeah. see, right. yeah, mm. should go back and watch it. Right. <laughs> anyway, see that that I remember. <laughs> Give your father a hug. <laughs> bring it in bring it in get away from me you lazy eyed psycho he's quite wily he's, it's true I think I watched that every day of uh, freshman year in college and was it out then yeah and Princess yeah. Leia is in that movie I'm just saying yeah oh yeah true. she was a psychologist or whatever Mr. Avil <laughs> Mr. Evil actually my mother was a prostitute but <laughs> Anyway, moving on. Speaking of prostitutes with one feet, <sighs> Captain Phasma Four came out. Oh snap! Oh Actually. boy, I haven't had a chance to read this one yet. So <gasps> fill me in, baby. Okay, well here you go, Mike. You ready That's for this? Said. Do it. It's the last exciting chapter in the saga of Phasma. Hmm. When we last hmm. left the good captain, she was just about some fight to fight some crazy looking troglodyte creatures, and she's looking really badass while doing it. She ends up conscripting some locals into the fight to watch her back while she kills that dude who lowered the shields to Starkiller base. Yeah, it was that guy. Really, it was that guy. And she finds him quickly and gives him the old blaster lobotomy. As Phasma and her pilot buddy make their escape, she realizes that there's just one more thing she needs to take care of. So she puts a smoldering hole in the pilot's chest while whispering sweet nothings into her ear. Hmm. Now the captain is free to return and wash her hands of all this business. Oh, well, up until she fights Finn in the preview, I guess. But that's for another time. 
Yeah, she spends, a whole, she spends a whole lot of time talking and executing the dude what she blamed for the thing <laughs> that she did. Yeah, she's trying to get him to confess for some reason. He's like, I, guess I know, it's, it's just her and him. She's like, confess. And he's like, bro, I didn't do it. I don't Shut know up, what confess. you're talking about. Shame. And, and then she stripped him Shame. naked, cut his hair, and walked him Shame. through the streets of King's Landing. Shame. 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 Ding. Shame. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> That's the bell. That's the bell. Yeah, I got it. I got okay. it. Thank got you. It. Just didn't know if you knew that. Yeah. Picked yeah. up on the bell. Yeah, so Phasma. I like it's this funny series. because Phasma is in Game of Thrones. That's what makes it all tight. Oh, yeah. She's Brianna Tarth. That's right. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks. I would have never gotten that. <laughs> yep. I would have never this, made the connection. You know Mr. what? This, uh, this comic actually gets the uh, the prize for rainiest comic I've ever yeah. seen in my life. The, the artist um, on this comic has done a few other Star Wars comics, and he did the Obi and Annie one, which the planet was always rainy. And then he did uh, the Journey, or what? What is it? Uh, Shattered Empire, which also featured some rain, which. I think this guy really just likes drawing rainy things. Here comes a rainy thing. <laughs> so it's pretty cool. I like this series. I I wish this series would kind of go a little bit further because Phasma seems like she's just a selfish character. Like she's only out for herself. She doesn't care about anybody else, which is kind of cool, I guess. But Well, everybody's trying to kind of retcon fold in this notion that the First <laughs> Order, well, you got to understand, they're not as tight as the Empire. They're more ragtag. And I'm like, mm, no, that doesn't go no. with the theme. No, they're at, it they're doesn't work. the opposite. Giant, giant poised, for, you know, fascist regime looking thing where they're all standing around and, and, and saluting. It's not like everybody's trying to use that just to justify bad writing. Yeah. No, you know, it's, and it's like, no, 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 it's just more bad writing than the empire because it's all about control and order and keeping everyone the same, like, mm -hmm. you know, making everything universal as the empire. I guess, I don't know how it is maybe in the canon now where it's, there's a lot of corruption and all that stuff in there. This is more, more of like a pure form of the empire, I guess. And that's what yeah. they're kind of going for. A more of a sycophant form yeah, of the right. empire. I agree. I agree. And I like that. So yeah, I don't I understand cool. all these little detractors trying to justify weirdness by going, oh, well, you know, they're new and they're not as quaint. Oh, shut up. You can't have it both ways. <laughs> no. Shut up. That's what I said. I mean, they, they take kids from, I, I assumably, birth and raise them to be stormtroopers. I mean, that they're, they're, that's how, how uh, I guess, uh, fringe they are. They just, mm. you know, I don't know if the Empire would do that. But, yeah, it was cool to see Phasma kind of go off the fully unleashed to just, you know, tear things up and you kind of get a, a little deeper introspective into her character more than you would in the movie, which was no, none of that. Yeah. Nothing. So. Also, I learned in the final panel in this comic that it's actually uh, those rubber micro machines that we've been criticizing so much are actually an accurate depiction of what TIE fighters really look like. <laughs> because there is a swarm of TIE fighters and it is the worst copy paste perspective. I, this, this is, this comic has decent art despite way too much rain, but yeah, was I last, do not understand what's panel. going on with the, with the wibbly wobbly rubber TIE fighters in that last, last panel. panel. He was behind schedule. He just, there's some, it's like he made it, he made it and someone went add TIE fighters. He went fine. And he went and he used the magic wand tool in Photoshop to just copy paste <laughs> a bunch of randos into Maybe it. Maybe he did. Ah, uh, that looks bad. Yeah. So, but the rest series. of it looks awesome. Yeah, good series. Art was amazing. Writing was pretty good. Characters were good. They all died except Phasma. So, what are you gonna do? 
No. Yeah. Hux is still around. Yeah, Hux is still around. I kind of <laughs> wish it would have kept going, but I guess I'll have to read the book if I want more Phasma Man. up in here, up in my, my grill. Sadness. Yeah. I feel left out. Anyway, let's move on here. Yeah. So Star Wars, IDW Star Wars <laughs> Adventures number three came out. Co-written by uh, our our favorite character, Alan Tudyk, K2SO, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Wash yeah. himself. Yeah. So let me break this down here. You guys ready? Do it. Finn has brought back a little pet from his last mission, but grouchy old Phasma won't let him keep it. In fact, she just wanted to kill it. That seems like her response to pretty much everything nowadays. Mm-hmm. After some crazy hijinks and almost seeing Phasma naked, Finn gets the creature back to the planet with its buddies and everyone lives happily ever after. Then it gets to cash in and K2 babysitting some Wookiees and it's hilarious. It's K2 babysitting Wookiees. Great. Guys. Good. Yeah. Mm. Star Wars. Mm. Yeah, these are canon, right, Mike? Yeah, right. Are they really? Yeah. Yes, so. They are. Mm. Mike, did you read this one by chance? No, the I didn't get these two done, man. So, <laughs> oh man, unfortunately. So, so how this, did? What, well, let me ask you. I mean, how did you feel about the the Alan Tudyk one? Uh, that K2. one was actually pretty good because yeah. Cashin uh, basically uh, rescues some baby Wookies, I guess, from a station and. He has to go do a mission and he asks K2 to look after them on this planet and they kind of get into all sorts of hijinks and craziness ensues and it's kind of like, oh, K2's kind of resistant at first. He's like, I don't want to take care of these dumb organic creatures, stupid things. And then after they go through all this these adventures, he kind of like, oh yeah, this is pretty, I like these guys. These are cool. Cool Wookiees are cool, Cool, man. cool little bros. Cool, cool. yeah. Cool little Wookiee pups. Yeah. Yeah, I love this this series. Like I, I always save this one for last after I'm reading all these serious uh, Star Wars ones because I'm just like <laughs> it just puts a smile on my face. The art is Alec so Hunter. happy and yeah, everything's yeah. just so zany. It's it's great. So yeah, I like I like an Athorian with expressive eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'm on board for that. Yeah, so. yeah, I actually kind of dig it. This actually reminds me a lot of the 1990s Archie Digest art. Oh the yeah, art. absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the Betty and Veronica double digest and all that stuff. And <laughs> yeah. Double digest. Double digest. Double, 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 double digest. Monday. Uh, anyway. Yeah, uh, even Archie's kind of a drag nowadays. Yeah, fun. exactly. So it's nice seeing something that's just a little more upbeat. I agree. Yeah. I'm, so, all, I'm all for this kind of stuff. But yeah, I, it, being it's canon, eh, it's weird. And it's a good thing about this is we discussed the uh, Star Wars Destiny uh, comics that are coming out. The same artist is doing those as well so you can still get that cool feel and some of the writers are are coming over and then some they're getting some new talent as well so yeah i think idw's got a thing here they got a good thing going yep when you're in trouble you call idw you should have just said idw not call id you're adding an extra syllable which completely ruins the beat of the song no but it didn't work if i said dw because that would have been the actual song well, then you say, when you're in trouble, you IDW. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Suck ass, evildoer. <laughs> ah. ah. Hey, Mr. McD. What? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Good comic. Maybe I like it. Buy I, like, it. I like that they're good doing stuff. it. Get it. Get your kid it. It's yeah, comic because kids yeah. love comics. Yeah. 
get your kid it. Uh, it's kid appropriate mm-hmm. that way. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, Dude. moving on. Moving right on. We had a premiere. <gasps> yes, we did. Rebels came back. Sure did. Star and I totally Wars. forgot where we left off, so I was Rebels. confused at first. <laughs> All right, we left so off the where last Bindu one like, we had, yeah, Bindu oh, and we had the big battle. That and that was cool. Yeah, Thrawn yeah. was all like Thrawny and Thrawning them all up, and then and Bindu was, had to jump in, and he's like, "Dude, Thrawn, I'm Bindu. You're gonna die." I am the like, Alpha and the Omega, and totally not Patrick Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually Doctor Who. I'm the it's a totally different bitch. science fiction franchise. Exactly. But uh, yeah, are we gonna are we how are we gonna how are we tackling rebels this season? How are we gonna do this? I don't know. I think we maybe discuss some of our favorite parts and maybe some of the parts we thought were lacking. Maybe because my favorite part was where we meet Sabine's father. Yeah, that was dun, cool. Dun, dun. And yeah. he was Shang Tsung, and he goes, "Your soul is now mine." <laughs> that was the best part. That was the best part. Yeah, that was great. Fatality. He's voiced, he's voiced by Shang Tsung. Is he really? Yes. Awesome. Uh, from Mortal Kombat and other various other franchises. That's awesome. But yeah, that was that dude. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. cool. I liked the uh, the whole uh, Mike. Thing. Mike would call him Captain Japan <laughs> because Mike's racist. He's slightly yeah. <laughs> Eastern looking. I don't know. Anyway, slightly. He's actually his his accent. He's he's doing a different kind of accent. You can hear that it's it's not the same as her mother, who is actually voiced by an Indian actress. Uh, who was on, what was that NBC show uh, about the Indian call center, that sitcom? That oh, yeah. Outsourced. Mercifully short-lived. Yes, outsourced. Hey, I liked that show. I thought it was funny. Uh, One of the rough. guys' name was Man Meat, and that was funny. That was a joke yeah, every yeah. episode. Nailed that one every Man single meat. episode. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, they're, they sound like they are they from different parts of whatever planets or whatever they're from, yeah. but... I liked that. I, I think it added a little flavor. And of course, Sabine's got sort of like a, a little bit of like Eastern look in her face. You know, her eyes are, have kind of like uh, a little more like of a sort of a teardrop shape to them than than a lot of the other cast. Yeah. So I like the fact that she's got sort of this like multi-ethnic parentage, like yeah. slightly multi-ethnic parentage. Cool. To me, it's this is more of a subtlety of diversity that I really enjoy rather than something that's just like, Here's the overtly Japanese captain guy. Like I like them bringing in like like an uh, an Asian dude voice like a like a like a sort of obscure ethnicity uh, character and then a different ethnic. Like I really I thought that was actually really nice. That's the kind of thing where it's not hitting me, but then I stop and I look into it because I notice something and I read into it and I'm like, oh, and I find out and I'm like, oh, cool, yeah, yeah, more yeah. like that. Yeah, like so, it. yeah, that was cool. My favorite part is. We got some Sabine backstory, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we've been I've been clamoring for some Sabine backstory and they've kind of just brushed the surface. But we get the whole thing of why she was banned from Mandalore, why everyone hates her and why she was kind of on the outs with her parents is that she created this weapon that uh, disintegrates Mandalorian armor. I like this and I don't. Because yeah. the whole justification they gave, like, why would you? Just, I was young. I was young. <sighs> okay, I'm young, so I'm going to design a weapon for the Empire that is solely for the purpose of killing my own people. 
Because yeah. I'm young. I'm Doug. I'm out of here. Yeah, maybe she just got mad at her people or something. or yeah. I don't know, but... She was having a bad it day. Was, it was cool because... Broke up with her boyfriend. We get some uh, Mando mythos in here, kind of hearkening back to old canon. Huh? You guys, like, wanna, you guys ready for this? Yeah. Ready, Corey? Huh? Ready, Corey? Uh, you ready for this? Uh, so the Mandalorian armor is made out of a certain type of metal alloy. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. And we've known in the past it's called Beskar. And guess what? Welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> Beskar is back, back, baby. Beskar Gam is back. back. Hold on. Save Hold the phone. Thank you very much. Cue the music. Uh-oh. I have a few things that I would like to say. You guys weren't supposed to let him in. Uh, well, Mike, what did you do? I have a key. Don't I had ask. it fabricated using a, a special. I'm, I, I broke you the broke handle. In. I broke the handle. Yes. You're going to need to replace it. Uh, yes. But all the same, I would like to point out that there are a lot of detractors out there who are more than interested in piping up with their sad opinions that Biscar has already been part of the canon because it was mentioned in Clone Wars. And I say nay. Although I have yet to do any personal research, I would like to point out that I did dive into the bowels of the internet to discover that Beskar, actually on Wikipedia, which is the bastion of inside Star Wars knowledge, merely forwarded the Beskar page to Mandalor. What was it? Mandalorian Iron which is, I believe, how it was referred to in the Clone Wars. Beskar, which was used only in the Legends until this point, was in the last couple of weeks in the round the airing of this episode given its own page on Wikipedia again. Exactly. And if you go to Mandalorian Armor's page and you compare previous edits to the most recent edits, you will find that the word Beskar has been added back in to that page, whereas it had not been at it previously. So, Beskar is, in fact, recanonized. Woo! I'll see myself out. Good. Thank goodness. Ah, jeez. That's some analysis. There you go. Say it, don't spray it. Get thee to a nursery. Good lord. If it's you pretty find worthless it on the analysis. internet, it's got to be true, man. Yep. I'm saying. I gotta say, if Wikipedia is going and throwing Beskar entries back in in the last couple of weeks, like I said, I, I, you know, I'm not the biggest Clone Wars fan. I've been pretty, you know, pretty, pretty uh, clear about that. I like some of them. I ain't gonna go back and watch every single one that referred to Mandalorian armor. But up until recently, if it's all been called Mandalorian Iron, and now they're putting Beskar back in. That, to me, sounds like somebody, whether Filoni. it's Filo- Filoni or Filoni the dude who's Dave. actually running the show now, oh, it's is, is going, you know what? We may, under the direction of Lucas, and that remember, that's from a, a question that I put to Pablo Hidalgo a while back uh, where I, over Twitter, and I said, hey, why was all of Karen Travis's amazing work about Mandalorians just thrown out? And Hidalgo said very plainly, Lucas uh, wanted to just change it. George just wanted to go a different direction. So Lucas shat on all of her wonderful work that she did. And I feel like this was their way of, even though they completely changed how Mandalorians are culturally, this is their way of of drawing a little nod back to her work, which I think is awesome. I I hope hope they do more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they they kind of uh, talk about how the Beskar armor was handed down for thousands of years. 
you know, everyone gets their own armor. It's just reforged to uh, to their purpose, but it's still mm-hmm. the, kind of the same metal, which I thought was kind of cool. And yeah. then this this thing that Sabine had invented that crumbles the armor and kills whoever's inside was kind of this like huge uh, taboo amongst Mandalorians, and that's why everyone hated her. Mm-hmm. It's like, but the it, I mean the the device itself was kind of a uh, I don't know red, like a Deuce Ex Machina. Yeah, it was it was just, a, it was just, just like the end to the story. It's like, oh look, we can reverse this to affect stormtrooper armor with a yeah. push of a few buttons. Apparently, like, oh. we yeah we can hit a button or three, and it no longer goes to Beskar. It arcs out electricity to Plastoid, whatever. <laughs> yeah, somehow. And I, at that point, before she had reprogrammed it, I was kind of thinking that she was going to make the whole thing explode and just die with it, take it yeah. out with her, which. Would have sucked, but I think it might have been a better ending. I don't but know. But here we have Duchess Satine, uh, who at this point I'm assuming is dead. Did she die in the Clone Wars? Yeah, Duchess Satine died. This is her sister, Boca yeah, Raton. Her sister, uh, Boca Raton. Boca Raton, yep. Florida. Boca Raton, played by Starbuck. Yep. yep uh, voiced yep. by Katie Sackhoff. Nice. Um, was like sitting there and like she's sitting there and she's like toasting the stormtroopers and, and stuff. And of course, there's one of the Imperials is an Imperial Mando, and he's looking around like, oh, crap. Yeah, they were being buttholes and runs away. <laughs> Gotta go. Gotta go. <laughs> but the Stormtroopers <laughs> are all getting fried and stuff. And she's like, you can't do this. You can't torture them. You're being just like them. And Sabine's like, turns it off and then stabs the thing to blow up the entire ship. <laughs> I know. I think yeah. I was like, it wait was a like, minute. You can't torture them. You're just <laughs> like them. And she's like, OK, let's just literally explode. Everything. Yeah, no joke. That's, so that's exactly the thoughts the that, that went through my head. I'm like, wait a minute. They killed them yeah. all anyway. What, you, what does it matter how? <laughs> yeah. As, I mean, it's not like she was waterboarding them for hours. She's literally <laughs> frying them. They were about to die. She talks her out of it. And then she just murders everybody. And that's better. Yeah. So. That was, I don't know if that was just lazy writing or what, but I'm like, yeah, that felt pretty lazy to me. It almost sounds to me like they wanted to kill them, but the censors w- didn't want, or like Disney wasn't comfortable with the main character directly killing people in the yeah. room with her, but they're okay with them blowing up a ship oh, because absolutely. that's normal. Yeah. I, I have a feeling that that was, that writing was more accommodating for some like standards and practices that they have to abide by. So was it lazy yeah, they probably could have done something a little bit. I mean, they didn't play it off like she intended to blow it up, but it's not like she went, oops. I mean, she cut it up and said, okay, it's going to explode. <laughs> so yeah. I, it might have been better. If they just didn't even approach that subject of we're better than that. We don't have to do that. Yeah, it, it was a little on the of, nose. It was a little on the yeah. nose. Yeah. What do you think of Katie Sackhoff's performance as uh, as uh, as Bahama Boca Raton? Well, she she uh, was in the Clone Wars, the same character, so she's kind of reprising a role. I but, didn't even know that. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, she was uh, she was heavily featured in the the Mandalorian arc that you probably never seen. But. I intentionally avoided because <laughs> I did not like that they'd abandoned all of Karen Travis's well, she, stuff. I think in that she was kind of part of. I think she was part of Death Watch, and then she kind of had a change of heart and kind of became, I guess, for lack of a better term, good. And this yeah. kind of completed her transition that she had been in the clone wars kind of completed her story that she's now the mandalore that's my words not in the not in the show but she's kind of the leader of mandalore now would have been nice if they aged her i I mean was she like 12 (laughs) in that show they gave her some wrinkles on her forehead i guess i don't know did they Uh, because i was the whole time i'm going oh she must have been the much younger sister to satine yeah she she was the younger sister did you yeah Mm. well that's fine 
yeah, it's so fine. it's everything's it's fine. cool that that's a connecting thread to the arc. Like she she was fighting uh, Darth Maul and she fought uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, so she'd been in the thick of the Clone Wars as well, just to kind of see her coming out alive. And I guess now controller of Mandalorian. I gotta people. tell you, I was no go ahead. No, I'm done. <laughs> I was really thinking that they were going to proceed with Sabine being the keeper of the dark saber and going forward uh, in that role, the way that uh, the way that Jamaica Bahama Boca Raton kept pushing her toward uh, throughout the episode saying, Oh no, I'm not fit to lead. Oh no, that's not my thing. Oh no, you do it. And I'm like, cool. They're really going to commit to this. And I was almost, I was really kind of disappointed at the end of the second episode where no, ye, maybe you should do it. Perito, you know, Puerto Rico, Jamaica, Boca Raton, whatever it's going on. <laughs> well, she gave her um, that great pep talk and that proves her leadership ability. Yeah, it was really lame <laughs> and handed over the dark saber to her. So I'm like, oh, I guess Sabine's conveniently just back in the group. So I was a little, I was, yeah. I kind of like the idea of it's the final season. Start making the changes now. Don't wait until the end. Right. Exactly. Right. And and they kind of it seems like they backed away from that. So I was a little disappointed from that. Just like in the in between the two episodes, you have the big cliffhanger that, you know, the weapons deployed and uh, Sabine's mother and brother are killed. And then the very beginning of the next episode, she's like, why? Why did they have to die? And then you hear off the distance, Sabine turns oh, around and they're just limping out from behind a rock. Like, no, we're fine. Everybody else died, but we're fine. Yeah, somehow I'm I hurt just my like, foot, but the rest of me is OK. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, ah, guys, I I feel like we're better than this. Yeah. Like, this is, I mean, I, I get it. It's still mostly a kids' show, but I mean, I felt like they That's were just really honestly how I felt about all the whole first two episodes. There, I I just was pretty overall disappointed that it, it felt like they they took a, a too many back. of those. Yeah, too many of those lazy moves well, well okay for one uh the how many scene how much time did we eat up with ezra not being able to use a jetpack <laughs> well he he wasn't able to use it and then he was using it pretty well and then yeah. he was suddenly not uh, able to use it and again yeah it was like funny you know he can he can fly right at a tie fighter at least smash into a tie fighter windshield flying at speed without breaking every bone in his soft unarmored <laughs> body <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it was like, it was like literally splat on Dude, a, he used fell, the force. He's got a helmet. He used fell, the force. He used, oh, he did force splat on a windshield. I, yeah. it felt like they were playing for, they were playing for cheap laughs that, and it wasn't really funny. It kind of oh, got yeah. monotonous. That's the whole purpose of that was to get laughs. And I'm like, wait a minute. Last season started with like Ezra was a B.A. Like leading missions, infiltrating, you know, enemy facilities, doing crazy stuff, super powerful, accomplished, you know, Padawan slash knight, you know, and now he's back to like the <laughs> goofy teenager that can barely, like, by the seat of his pants, accomplish anything. Guys, we should probably talk about why everyone likes to sleep. I am, man. <laughs> <laughs> but so I going, I'm still, I'm excited. Rebels is back. I am giving pause. How you've not watched all of Rebels, but you're watching now, right? You know, I actually have access to it. Now, yeah, because right? you have no, access to it now. So uh, I, I, I'm kind of like, this sucks. This is this is what we have when Howie comes in. Like I'm well, like, yeah, I've seen several episodes of various seasons, but um, yeah, this one felt like steps back. Yeah. yeah, it's like, well, we can't have it all be about angry Mandos. We got to have some goofiness and stuff in there. But like, uh, Zeb. 
nowhere. Yeah. yeah no, I, I, the one, one thing I, I really did enjoy was when the, the, the sequence when they were rescuing her dad. Yeah. I actually really enjoyed that. Yeah. I, I didn't, again, I was bored with Ezra's poor flying ability and the, I think we probably chewed up a good five minutes of screen time just watching him hanging on the back of that one transport doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was it was kind of dumb, but that sequence was cool. It was the rescue, the rescue, the, rescue, the yeah. high speed rescue was pretty cool. There's a lot of fake also, suspension moments, like oh, Kanan lost his lightsaber and it's toddling on the edge of the transport. Is it gonna fall? Yeah. Nope, it didn't fall. No, like, there's or, a lot oh, of no. Ezra's going over the edge of the cliff in the transport. Oh, he's given her dad the jetpack who shoots out on time. Now, while the transports are diving at, oh, I don't know, negative gravity <laughs> toward the ground at the speed of half a mile per hour and slowing, he can force climb out and force jump from one to another to another and then back up to the top of the cliff. Like it didn't even I could not even suspend my disbelief. No. It didn't look uh, worthy. It looked I mean, this is something bad. I expect from Tom and Jerry. That was pretty bad. <laughs> it really was. I was like, this is I'm not like, this is good. really the way they're going to play this out. It's, yeah, they would. This was rough creatively. Uh, it's it, almost it like rough. they like ah, we got to wrap this this part up. So we're gonna exactly. shoot out these two episodes and then and yeah, then this, uh, this shouldn't yeah, be a this shouldn't have been a, system a season premiere. This should have been like a middle episode. Yeah, I was, I was. That, uh, yes, yeah. Derek, that's exactly how it felt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. especially with the goofiness. Yeah. The goofiness is usually the stuff that they throw in those middle episodes that just kind of keep you bumping along. Right. And then afterwards, Petrie goes, eh, <laughs> eh, you know, I would have been, I think I would have been so much more okay with this if it was like right in the middle of the season. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was a little rough. It was good. It was enjoyable. Yeah. It was enjoyable. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, rough. we, we are critics, but, uh, I enjoyed both the episodes. I think overall, yeah. I thought they were pretty good, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to be rewatching them because my kid hasn't seen them and I'm not loathing the fact that I'm going to rewatch right. them. I'm looking I'll forward to the next episode because the preview is out already and it's going to be Saul Guerrero going toe to toe with Mon Mothma, which that's a cool uh, aspect of the Star Wars universe we huh. haven't seen before. Mm. Like, a, a, yeah. like this whole Saul Guerrero and his partisans aspect of the Rebel Alliance, how they aren't afraid to do terrorist things like blow yeah. up civilian wonder if one of them will die in this episode i don't know maybe we'll figure out how saw Guerrero got all jacked up yeah don't oh. don't they show him with like the breathing unit and all that uh no he's just a hologram in the preview but he, he maybe, doesn't have a breathing unit maybe it was the trailer for the season that i think we saw him with the breathing unit. oh maybe it was and, and the wild hair like this this preview really really got me excited because it's just a huge uh uh image of a uh, hollow image of Sagarer's head and he's just telling the rebel alliance the rebels on Mon Mothma's side like hey you're not going to be able to accomplish anything through this peace bull crap and Mon Mothma actually kind of loses her temper when she's talking to him it's really it's a really and cool she, moment she but, force lightnings him yeah and then nice. she pulls out a lightsaber and starts chopping him up it's awesome She's yeah, a Jedi. She pulls out also. four lightsabers and yeah, says I trained with Count Dooku Mon, Mon Mothma's actually General Grievous not many yep. people know that no, that's yep. very inside information. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. Canon. Yep. Done. Yep. So, done did done it. Yep. Good episode. Looking forward to the rest. Uh last season. So yay. I guess. Yay. Yay yeah. indeed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to the rest too. Thankfully, there's some more stuff back that I can enjoy. Good things Rebels isn't in present ten it doesn't really work in TV form. Porkins by the week. Oh. 
y'all know this but when they was making the star wars and they had to fly the cast over to england mm. and stuff and tunisia and whatnot they didn't have a whole lot of money so they couldn't spring for first class tickets so they had to fly the cast in coach well when carrie fisher told her mom about this debbie Reynolds wasn't gonna have none of that shit <laughs> so she done called up george lucas and yelled at him <laughs> Whereas he handed the phone to Carrie Fisher, who said, Mom, why don't you F off? I like flying coach. (laughs) Get peanuts. Get peanuts and a little plastic cup of soda. Good old Debbie Reynolds. Did you have a good nap there, Mike? In first class? The actual actual quote there is, Mother, I want to fly coach. Will you F off? Except she didn't say F. What'd she say? Frack? She said she's she did. She, she, it's a frack, yeah. Yes, Carrie Fisher was voiced <laughs> by Katie Sackhoff. Yeah, right. wow. <laughs> she she could have she she could have said fork. Yeah. Insulting him. Mm, she could have, but she didn't. Insulting a superior asshole. That's a good one. Bring it back. That would memories. be a good one. Yeah, that's like, that's oh, like episode. Bring one. back memories and memories. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, apparently I blocked it all out. It's time for rumor. Oh yeah! Now that Mike's awake, yeah. we can. Mike's awake. All right. All right. Yep. Take him right. Uh, Come uh. on. Come on. All right. This week, boys. Everybody has been buzzing the last couple weeks on. This week in the last couple weeks. Yeah. yeah. They tweaking. Yeah. He's been still buzzing, waking up, Corey. Buzzing oh, on the trailer, <laughs> baby. Buzzing on that trailer that we got to see. Of course, they're buzzing on that trailer. Yeah. Here, I have a question. Yeah. Um, if Hans, if Solo comes out in May, should we be getting a trailer right about now? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Don't get me started. Don't get me started. Well, are we going to get Han Solo trailers in front of? Yeah, FA? we better. That would be. Dude, that would be, be awesome. That would literally be epic. The what amount of cheering. Yeah, I would just. Hello. The they have to. Cheering. They have Dude, if to. they're serious about this May thing, yeah. then yes, I agree with Garrick. They have to. Also, I want <laughs> Chewie to have had a pet that looked a lot like a porg, which explains his affinity for them later on in life. <laughs> no, he eats them. I That's know. a snack. Like, it gets, you know, we it still don't killed. know if it's a snack or not. It's, it's a true. long time in high. Well, no, Could I guess snack. hyperspace porg is snack pack. Yeah. Porg snack pack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So everybody loving this trailer when it's led to a whole new round of rumors, my friends. What? All kinds of stuff being said about this. I heard there's only really one, though. Well, just kind of stepping back for a moment and kind of reviewing what we know and what people have generally been saying in the public. You know, when it first came out, of course, the two things, the two big things that people noticed right away. First off, number one, that Kylo Ren seemed to be set up in the trailer to be considering offing his mother Ooh. in the trailer. And then, uh, of course, the other side. one uh, was the apparent uh, <laughs> outreach of Kylo offering a hand to Ray. Now, I think everybody's interpretation of it on the surface, right up front, is that that's setting up Kylo to kill Leia and that Ray is reaching out to Kylo because she thinks she can go confront Snoke, but she's not prepared. Like, she's going to pretend to go dark. 
And Luke, we actually hear lecturing her like, you don't know what you're in for. He's actually saying words like, uh-uh, yeah, This child. is not going to turn out the way you it's think. It's not going to turn out the way you think. You can't actually do this. Which actually kind of is reminiscent of the Dark Empire comic series where Luke's like, no, 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 Leia. I'm going to go pretend to be dark to get in with Emperor Reborn. Everything's going to be tight, yo. And then Luke calls her up later. He's like, oh, I'm straight up dark. Sorry. <laughs> and so Leia's like, oh, and she gets the keys to the escort, drives right. over to Palpatine's house, you know. But Okay, so these are the two main That's things. That's the wanna... surface level thing where right. I think everybody's going, spoilers, Both but I'm not convinced so let's talk, that that's all true. Let's talk about this stuff here. So first off, let's talk about Kylo off and his mom, because the dialogue in the trailer leads one to assume that he's, you know, because he's talking about kill your past, that type of thing. We know he's already oh, off his dad. You know, now he's in this situation where, at least from the trailer, it appears that he is in a position to be able to off mom, too. And we talked, you know, last week about how powerful actually that portion of the trailer was and, you know, kind of gave some of us the the chills, so to speak, with Chili Willies. Yeah, man, with uh, especially with Leia and, and just knowing that Carrie Fisher's gone now and everything that was that was a real powerful. Yeah, it's kind of ghostly. It's ghostly getting like two or three shots really tight in close up of her just looking yeah. that look on her face. Right. You're sitting there going oh. like where she's using the forest look. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like, but like, but using like the Leia like emotion yes. force, right? Thing. Yeah, feeling things emotion. in the yeah. force. Yeah. I'm stuff. just like I'm feeling things in my heart. You know, like, <laughs> right. like I, I'm like I'll get all like sadness. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, okay. So let's let's. Meanwhile, Toby's probably whistling and cheering. <laughs> let's Thank talk you, about Toby. The, What's he doing? Let's that talk for? about the obvious here. I mean, the obvious is that you know Leia has to die in this film, right? Because Carrie Fisher has passed. They can't bring her into nine, or at least they've denied that they're going to do that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, doesn't it seem obvious to you that you know, even if he doesn't kill her in this particular scene, that at some point she's well, she's got to die. So, yeah. but is it, isn't it more dramatic to have her die by his hand? Sure. But if that's not in service of the plot that was already in place and most of the movie shot when she died, then the reshoots aren't, I don't, I don't think the reshoots would have been dramatic enough to go, you know what? Let's throw out one of our main characters plot lines to accommodate for this. I don't right. see that being the case. So, so you if that think, wasn't already planned. And you no, kind of I don't alluded this to this last week. You think more? It's more along the lines that that's his <laughs> that's his turning point. Yep. That it's it's in front of him. You know, perhaps Snoke's given him this mission. Whatever. I've not gone back and reviewed what I said at the time, but I believe I've been relatively consistent uh, after the Force Awakens of saying that Kylo seems to be trying to convince himself he's a goth kid. <laughs> but he really just wants to listen to the monkeys oh, all man, day. I'm so yeah. emo, he wants to watch man. football, man. He wants he wants to watch football <laughs> and listen to the monkeys and wear pastel sweaters. <laughs> like so bad. He wants to go boating. Well, that's the reason he's so angry all the time. I know, because oh, he can't he can't he can't be gothy and he's yeah. pissed. He's like, Man, I want to be a bad guy. This sucks. I like bright so, colors. Dang it. I've I've had this feeling that the arc of because that's it's the first time. I think someone correct me. I mean, jump in if you remember something, but I don't remember right now in any of the legends or anything, a character who was already allied with the dark, but struggling to maintain their darkness. I think this is kind of the first time we've had dark characters who've like, who've tangled with the light. Like, even if you go to the end of the legends where you're dealing with, uh, 
we had the 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 lost tribe of the Sith and whatever, and there was that Sith girl who was kind of into Ben, and Ben was kind of into her, and uh, but she wasn't struggling with her Sithiness. Sithiness. She was struggling with the fact that she liked this Jedi kid. Well, I guess you know, Jason would be the closest, maybe. Well, I, Vader, but even then, it was the other direction, yeah. and they really touched on it quite a bit in the uh, the Vader Palpatine book about how much Vader was struggling with it. Yeah. With with oh, staying yeah. dark, yes, yeah, okay, all right. So there's which which like, but yeah, the, the comics touch on that a lot too with Vader, especially like his. That's that's the whole reason he turned because he had this internal struggle with the you know meeting, realizing he had children and yeah. what does he do now? If he can't turn him, what does he do? Right. So, but yeah. even then, the question is, man, what do I do if I can't make them dark with me? I feel like Kylo is in a is in a different but significant like a slightly different but significantly different place where he's like I I have to do evil deeds that I don't want to do because I don't feel compelled to actually do them like like I'm trying to prove a status even though I don't feel that way. Yeah, it's a, it's that, a like, unique position, yeah. It is. It, 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 there's a uniqueness to it. So I've always I think I've always had this feeling that Kylo is going to be redeemed earlier in this series, or at least as part of a, it won't be just some last minute, you know, lightning throw, you know, throw Snoke down <laughs> right. a pit. I don't, that's right. not. Oh God, let's hope not. I think, no, I, I think I've, Snoke will end up killing Leia and maybe that will be the turning point for somehow. Like, I don't know. How. It, well, it could be that he starts to turn Snoke senses it and he kills Leia because she's his weakness. <laughs> yeah. So either either it's it, to like boy. pun it, yeah. Either to punish him for for not committing to his ways, or just out of you know out of anger, or out of maybe some misguided incentive, you know what I mean. But I've been under the like the, my fanboy wet dream for a while has been that Kylo through Ep Nine is at least somewhat on the good side. Yeah, that's been that's been my my want because. Well, and that's and remember, even going into Ep Seven, when the, not even everything was decided, uh, Adam Driver has been the quietest about his character. Right. So I feel like there's I, something I, that, here where that, that thumb's hovering on the on the button because it doesn't end up pushing. And that seems to make sense to me for for the most part. Just you know, I, I don't know with because I, I, I guess if you're gonna if you're gonna pull them that way, I mean. You know, you know, and and having his decide decision moment, his moment of decision, you know, deciding whether or not to kill mom. I mean, that's pretty powerful. Yeah, I mean, that's a, um, that that's a that's a great decision to come up against and and to choose the right thing. So, you know, if if you're gonna take him that way and he's gonna, you know, he's gonna give up the dark and go that way. I don't know. It's a powerful way to do it. I don't, it you know, seemingly. So, um, I I think that's probably just as likely to happen as, as anything else. So, yeah. I mean, at least anything else I've heard. So, um, one of the other things that people are noting and, and actually <laughs> M hams himself has, has kind of goaded this along. Is, uh, well, he, he tweeted out this past week, um, a cryptic ish <laughs> message about the posters of yeah. all the movies. Yep. And if you go back and look at the posters, that the villain is always the big guy in the in the poster in the in movie the posters in the, in the background. top background, except right. episode so, two. 
And well, hold well, on. Arguable. I'm getting there, my friend. Okay. Let's debate it before Mike finishes his sentence. <laughs> so, and and if you look at at the poster for the Last Jedi, of course, you know the big the big looming character in the background is Luke. So that's leading a lot of people to say, "Oh, Luke is turning to the dark side. He's going to be the villain in this film." I would like to point out and, that Kylo's lightsaber and Ray's lightsabers are actually parallel to one another. Just want to point that out instead of pointing in okay. different directions. Well, and we'll get, we're going to get we're going to get to that too because that's going to be our, our kind of our third discussion point. But um, you know, first us, I want to I want to hit on this. You know, because the, the the rumors way before any of this was that number one Kylo would turn good and that number two Luke would turn bad. Okay, and I want to touch on this Luke turning bad thing because well, first that, off, I'm let's, not willing to grip into no, I, and i'm not either and and going back to what garrick was alluding to with with attack of the clones the the movie poster for attack of the clones has anakin in the background he's the big looming character <laughs> and padme and, and yeah so Whether or not I mean, he was the bad guy in that film he was the biggest drag in that other than 3po saying what a drag while being dragged in that film so that, well, that's why i threw in, out in that's why two. i threw out that argument no matter what, because I was just like, no, Anakin's not. You you could argue that. I don't know. I guess it was Dooku. I guess. He's not even in the poster. Jango Fett, whatever. Jango (laughs) Fett's in the poster. I don't think Dooku is, is he? I don't think so. You know, it's funny because episode two is the only one where it didn't didn't pan down after the crawl, right? At the beginning crawl. Uh, I don't remember what happened at the. Oh, it was the. Yeah, it followed the Naboo, the the Senate ship. When yeah, it panned it up, went, right? It oh, did it, it pan up? I can't remember. There was. It could, I, I felt like it panned down, and then the ship came in from the top of the frame. But I don't remember. Uh, I'd have to go back and look. That's why it sucked. <laughs> Figured it out. <laughs> they got it. So, so I didn't buy that argument. To me, that's just M Ham's. You know stirring the pot and trolling right? yeah trolling doing his thing first so. off if it were true they would never allow him to say it yeah, exactly and he would have never thank said you it. and on top of that i don't want to i don't i just don't want to go down the road that luke is a bad guy that just i luke I is like to luke's my boy hood hero so and this is his film he better kick some major ass and he better be a good guy. I'm that's all I can say. I think he's going to stand there with his lightsaber up and then he's going to get cut in half. I'm going to take you somewhere <laughs> further with this poster. And props, turn ghost. props to the artist on this because most of the Star Wars movie posters heavily fe- feature the uh, either the blatant visage or the outline of Vader's mask in the overall. If you look through most of the movie pictures, Vader's mask is featured prominently as the overall defining moment or defining thing in the background. This poster, Darth Vader isn't anywhere on it, but he absolutely is the entire poster. If you follow the top of Hamill's uh, robe as and look at that as basically the top of Vader's mask and follow the composition of the way the characters are arranged, you can actually see Vader's face in it. Yeah. Kylo, I, I Kylo and Ray are his eye lenses. Yeah. And from Leia down, even it's using the, the shuttle down below her is the right. mouthpiece yeah. down through the other characters. Vader, this is absolutely Vader's mask. That's crazy. It is absolutely, to me, and I know I used to be graphic, a, a, a middle middling graphic designer back in the day, and I know that I like to look for this kind of stuff. But to me, it is blatant. I mean, if I squint my eyes, like look at it and squint, 
Just keep squinting and look through your look through your eyelashes. You're looking at Darth Vader. I with can't just weird see colors. anything when I'm squinting. Well, okay, Howie's blind. We're gonna take him to the doctor tomorrow and get the hair blown in his eyes. <laughs> no, you're right. It is, man. It it's totally absolutely. is. Absolutely. Squint your eyes and look at the yeah. poster. It is 100% Darth Vader. Stop yeah. doing your LSD. No, whoa, no, I'm doing the Joe Rogan LSD. Everything's fine. Oh, okay. yeah, it's just, yeah, just a touch, just a touch, <laughs> just a touch, just a little bit. I like how symmetrical but, yeah. it is, though. Mm-hmm. So you got a, well, you got a BB unit on each side, that's pretty nice. Yeah, you got dark BB and light BB. I yeah. like to see that R2 is on the poster. Yeah, Everybody's talking about Mark Hamill having awesome. lines. I want some blurps and bleeps from the R2 mother F and D2. Freaking that R2 needs to be up in here. Well, you know what. You know, you're talking about this and, you know, we see Skywalker's Skywalker's prominently featured in this. We know Luke and Leia and Kylo are all Skywalkers. It seems to kind of maybe point that Rey is a Skywalker, too, because she's kind of opposite Kylo. Yeah. So I'm saying it. And they've been saying that uh, that this movie is very heavily. You know, it's family oriented, you know, that there's a, a, a big family orientation to this film. So, yep. um, I, I'm not going to be surprised if they, you know, if they announce Ray as or, you know, reveal her to be a Skywalker. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anybody would be super surprised, <laughs> even if they're theorizing otherwise. Also, again, that's the safest the safest route uh we've got the new character the new uh the new resistance character i can't remember the actress's name or the character name rose you mean uh rose Rose, Rose. she's on here no deej pin a rose on your nose yeah there is no No what's up with that he gets his own comic and he's not on the poster i know no donna joe featured on the poster there's no page either where's page we got the praetorian guard is that rose's sister yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> she's just a pilot, isn't she? Yeah, she's a pilot. I don't know what all her... Is anybody just a she's pilot? She's got her own action movies? figure. That's all I'm saying. So did Wedge. But <laughs> so yeah, so I don't I don't buy this this whole Wedge? argument that Luke is a is the bad guy. Also, I'd like to point out that yeah, Ray's got her blue lightsaber, and yeah, Kylo's got a red lightsaber, but cover up the entire bottom anything below Mark Hamill. Cover Put your hand over the poster on your computer screens and look at just Mark Hamill's face and look at how directly his face is split between blue and red. Yeah. I think he's walking the middle. I think he's walking the line. He's a purple Jedi. I don't see. I don't think he is. I think he's I. okay. Let's just go ahead and and get into this last rumor. The one that's been getting a lot of traction here this past week and the one that I'm probably buying into most and we'll kind of kind of see what you know what you guys think about this and and uh, delve into this a little bit more but i st- i still think that personally that luke is firmly is firmly on the light side and that snoke is firmly on the dark side okay that's what i believe now the rumor comes in now with you know in the trailer they seem to indicate that you know kylo's reaching his hand out and and ray has the line about you know i want to understand my play you know but place and all this i need someone to help me and you know he reaches out the hand and so the the new rumor that's been hidden is that actually at some point in the movie ray and kylo come to the realization that the light and the dark are essentially bullshit and they've decided that kylo is leaving snoke and that ray is leaving luke and they are trudging out on their own path yeah unifying force baby Right. I dude, I totally dig that. That's like awesome. I am all about that. If they're rejecting both the light and the dark, 
and they're going to walk in this gray area. I love that, dude. Resist, man. What Resist. If, what if Luke, <laughs> Luke, Ray, and Ben all become the father? <laughs> I can't stop. The Mortis themes keep coming back. Yeah, man. But yeah, they, they were, I mean, do. they were generally applicable, but before to just about everything in Star Wars. So it's easy to fold them in, but it just. And they're know. based on older philosophy. That would be, but that would be. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the I, okay, we've explored the gray in the old legends, right? We've explored this line. Remember Vergier with, you know, with. Uh, Jolie Bindo, uh, man. With Jason. Jolie and- Bindo. Yes. Yeah, dude. So, yeah, right. So, I mean, there's been Why these, gone even? these That's Jedi that, that the, kind of, yeah, the and, yeah even, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, that, that walk the line that aren't really dark or light that, you know, it's they just the hard. force. The unifying they force. Hard. Unifying force. Yep. <laughs> so, um, Dude, I I love that. But in the movies, that's never been explored. In because the movies, it's, like it's people, always very it's very black and white. It's it's very you know light side, dark side. Yeah. And uh, if and and everybody if has said that this movie are ready to explore some more depth. Yes. Yeah, well, now. and everybody has said that you know this is gonna be this is gonna change everything for Star Wars. To me, that that kind of you know plot turn would. It would do that would accomplish that and you know what it would do it would distract me from the crazy bipartisan divide in our country right now to actually have someone go you know what let's get together in the middle and figure out how to be even join hands hands across america put them up put it on the board. Star Wars saves america that's right that's gonna happen <laughs> i don't always buy this but there documentary. are <laughs> i don't always buy this but there are a lot of people that say that oh star wars always tries to reflect you know the times well, it's so, like, okay, let's reflect a better version of the times. Not yeah, really. Right. You know? Not really. That's Star Trek. I think you're confusing me. No, I, people have said that about, I've heard people even There within, was this guy, Gary. He's getting mad. <laughs> Gary, so just stop. Trust just me, stop. I, I reject this, actually, because yeah. trying was, to say that, that a new hope reflected. That's what made it so revolutionary. It was the opposite yeah. of the current no, time. I agree, but there are people that worked on on a new hope that were claiming that that was part of it, that they were trying to reflect the political times, you know, of that era with, you know, the Nixon era and Vietnam and all Maybe those they things. They were trying to, I, I don't see it. I don't see those parallels, but there are people that claim that that was, I don't true. understand. Are you guys implying that Hollywood is at all out of touch with the common person's <laughs> view of culture? No, society? no, there are, there are moral compass, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, those people are. know me better than oh, I know myself. So I follow them on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I, I use, I use their angry obsessions to figure out what my own should be. Twitter is my Bible. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Garrick. What? Oh, that is some scary Old Testament level crap you're into then, brother. We so, but I mean, you guys, <laughs> you guys have kind of passively said, oh, okay, unifying for, you know, but I mean, what's the feeling about this? I mean, is that exciting to you, that kind of direction? You know, I'm really, we I'm, haven't. You know what my feeling well, is? I'm I st- try to say something, but. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Howie. I was going to say, I haven't heard much from Howie on this, so. Well, I, uh, I am ready for Star Wars to go and, and explore something like this yeah uh it's it's too you know we're going to keep continuing to get the same stories same, over and over beat again. the same dead horse right yeah if if we continue to do this whole light side versus dark side thing we're always going to have death stars and everybody's expectation is that <laughs> in these characters lifetimes it changes 
that the movies are happening because in the grand story of the galaxy, which has had like a 900 year old emperor at one point and stuff like that, where all these massive clashes have been happening since the dawn of time between light and dark. It's it's all been happening. The expectation is, especially with the stuff set up in episode one about the problems and the one being bounced in the forts, is that (laughs) is that crap has to change within these characters' lifetimes. And and I think that bringing that whole prophecy back to the balance of the force, I I've always felt like the balance of the force is is not two individual light and dark side that's coexisting. It's it's coexisting in a way. Yeah, and I think that's what. I think that's what from episode one all the way up to wherever we go, you know, I think that's what this whole story should be about. Mm-hmm. And here's my getting f- that f- f- to that point. I am 100% with you. Here's my fear. You always have fear. JJ's directing episode nine. JJ. Yep. So Tell here we are. It, if friend. we are taking things in a nice, deep, complex direction, do we trust JJ? Ewoks, not to go, baby. Space Ewoks, baby. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. They're they're more like koalas. We're gonna have bike chases and mm-hmm. stuff. That's what porgs are. But they'll be on wheels. Let's, that let's, won't ruin anything. Let's be in. Let's go to the trees. Where can we find some trees? Then they'll fly through the air. But it'll be ready <laughs> run on this cops. forest moon. It's perpetually autumn. Ooh. The colors are oh, wonderful. It'll be so gorgeous. <laughs> We're gonna go yeah. see the colors. I honestly, it's got three suns, so you can do three lens flares. It's great. I have all this hope for for Ep Eight here to set up this this pivot. And actually add a different layer to this dichotomy that we've had throughout seven films. But I don't know that I trust JJ to be well, able to carry that I mean, in an effective manner. JJ Word. said early on that he really loved Epate's story. He did. He did. He did mention that. Geez, I wish I would have stayed. I didn't say but... JJ has bad what, taste. What, uh, no, what I'm saying. <laughs> what I'm saying is now that he's. Maybe that would encourage him to. Be pointed in a direction now. He can follow through you're right you're right versus oh this is brand new i gotta yeah, come up with me a story and larry, me and larry are gonna sit in the in the snack room and and figure things out maybe now it's like ooh, but see ooh. yeah that's why that's why i wish that you were ryan johnson no that ryan johnson was writing ep9 and yeah. not the guy that's writing the justice league i know that's so <laughs> scary no it's, it's batman so versus I'm, superman i'm putting that out of my mind for now i'm not going to think about it yeah, I know, a lot is, of things can change between now and then, but there's a lot of people I, involved I knew, in writing. <laughs> that's true. I, I get it, but if if I knew that Ryan Johnson's that. story was being crafted by Ryan Johnson, you know, through Ep Nine, I'd feel a lot better about it. Yeah, I just would. Yeah, what is that, uh, Chris Whoa. Terrio? We're saying that yeah, now. We yeah, haven't Terrio, seen Ep right. Eight yet. Yeah, let you know what his writing credits are. <clears throat> I think go we ahead. went through them before. We did, but go ahead, remind us. Star Wars Ep Nine, yeah. Justice League, right? Justice League Part Two, yep. Richard the Second, okay. Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice, ah, right? Argo, Argo's good. I like Argo. Argo or Fargo? Argo. Yeah, I don't know that one. Heights. That's and Book of Kings. What's there his is, name is in Argo? There is nothing other Ben Affleck, and ben he directed Affleck. it. Um, there is nothing on here that compares to an epic like Star Wars other no. than all of the DC movies that we are we don't have hope <laughs> for. Um League looks I've not I actually don't know anything about Richard the Second. It's still in pre production at this point. Richard the uh, Second. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I know. Weird. I'm about ready for another Richard the Third at this point. Uh but 
I mean, he he's unproven to me. And in fact, the only things I'm aware of, Argo wasn't exactly in my mind. Argo wasn't wasn't a success because of his screenplay. You know, it's not like the dialogue and action in Argo. I mean, and also Argo was based on a historical account. So I I I, I have somebody's got hope in this guy, and I don't know why. And so far, yeah, so I, far over at Lucasfilm. Mm. That crap has not panned out. Yeah, dude, why? I'm I'm just scratching my head on this, man. I'm like, well, really? We haven't learned anything again, guys, about Josh Trank and we're two years out. Yeah, <laughs> we slow our roll. I know, a I know I slow slow our role. No. He's not a director. They can't fire him three quarters of the way through production like you can with a director. <laughs> He's the writer. But but why? Why I mean, why even go down this road? Why I go, just don't yeah, get why it. go to someone who's made these movies that I people know. critically have yeah, talked about? If they if they've made the decision to go back to JJ, why make the risk? <laughs> keep yep, let's keep I feel get like it out. Get I, it there's out, some guys. nepotism. There's some nepotism somewhere. That's the only thing I'm willing to accept. Someone vouching for someone and that has not panned out yet Mm. that's like kathleen going out and going let's find some young talent and uh, oh no Mm. well apparently since we're talking about this on the rumors cast that this is all just rumor happen not rumors cast garrick did reviews reviews (laughs) oh well i hate garrick (laughs) oh just because sad now well, now that now all of the listeners hate you because of yeah. that, because they all love <laughs> they him. Love I have to be the antagonist. The face of this blind hate. Jeez. <laughs> but really, Garrick, I love you. I love you too, man. Gross. Get a room. Anyway. Okay. I... <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> all right. We can I, fill it with toys and roll around. Make them kick. My, <laughs> my biggest so fear. Much more my, big, my biggest yeah. fear of taking that on brothers. that. No, it's. I shouldn't even say it's a fear. Because it's not like I wouldn't want Ep8 to have that depth because I don't know if I trust Ep9 to be able to execute on it. I still want it to. Regardless, if F9 is a complete steamy turd, I still want Ep8 to be awesome. Did you say F9? If I did, it's a Freudian slip. (laughs) (laughs) But but yeah, honest honest to goodness. I really, 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 really would but like, dude, just, it, like you said, it, but it's would, time. It's time to take an. You say that, but that would end up being the Matrix, <laughs> Matrix Reloaded versus <laughs> Matrix Revolution. Not man. if, not if I don't see it. Not if I don't go see F nine. <laughs> if you don't see it, it doesn't exist. <laughs> That's how I feel like Indiana Jones four. <laughs> I want to love the Matrix again. Bray's gonna fight a bunch of. Well, you might get a chance. You know they're remaking it, right? Yeah. What? Aww. Are they really? Yeah. What? I th- they're I think it's gonna be a reboot. They're rebooting not, not the a franchise. But yeah. they did they already reloaded it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it'll, it'll, I think it. it's actually going to be a continuance. Why not? I haven't yeah. heard anything. I'll take a continuance. Yet. The first yeah, one was so get, good. It was. You know what? Make Matrix and don't let the Wachowskis anywhere near it. That's the that's the big asterisk next to that. Yeah. They can't make good movies. Well, technically, anymore, if it's a re- humble more, opinion, technically, Maybe if it's Ryan a Johnson reboot, it can it. still be in the same universe because that's kind of the whole point. Yeah, I would mind seeing Gareth Edwards Matrix. I'm just saying, Rogue One had uh, had that kind of similar tone to yeah. it. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, yeah, yeah indeed, indeed, he do. Bring back Keanu well, Reeves. ladies and germs. 
It's probably about time to put the kibosh on that. So instead, if you want more, and I know you want more, run over to Twitter where Mr. Steve Powell, foreign correspondent of the UK, is your absolute merciless... I didn't plan this out. Uh, Dude, what will help you learn things about Star Wars? Uh, He's (laughs) Yeah, dude, he's been working out. He He could rip your jaw right off. Yeah. Uh, he's, He's working out, racing cars, you know. Uh, uh, pimping hose. I don't know. Anyway, uh, he's Pedaling gonna bikes. Yeah, that's right. And Sounds also like posting stuff on the internet. What's about Star Wars? So follow us over there, Fly Casual eleven thirty eight, and be involved in the conversation. We're there too, and we want to hear what you have to say. We love hearing your feedback. <laughs> Honestly, don't worry for a second about being negative. We we just love knowing that you guys are listening, and we like having talks with you. We like uh, we like we like corresponding. We're really lonely, is what I'm yeah. driving at. Yeah. Pretty much, Corey cries himself to sleep every it night does. every night i hope when i open up the twitter fly casual feed and i click on notifications and it's blank because mike and and potter have been tearing it up i'm always like <laughs> i have like that little like like little native american tear going down side of my face um so please please but but like the opposite like i want you to go litter all over our twitter account so um also over Facebook, facebook.com slash fly casual podcast. And once you run out to wherever you get the podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever it is, give us a nice little review so we can reach more listeners exactly like your own sunshiny self, because that's what it's all about, folks. Go yep. to betterkind.com, click on the show notes, follow along, click on links and stuff and read and things and look and you can even, you can freaking read the comics that we're talking about. Yeah, read them. They're, the links are there. When we're talking about the comics, you can read the entire comic. Man, More often than not, when you go to the show notes, we have links. Though. Yeah, yeah. Keep it on the DL. It's just between us and you, the one person that I'm talking to right now, the, mm-hmm. the listener. Mm-hmm. So in the meantime, I'm Corey. Over there's Mike. See you later. Over there's Howie. Okay, so we have Kyber Wolves and Force Trees. That's F8. I'm in. Over there's Garrick. Porgs, too. Porgs, Howie. Porgs. Pork, 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 pork. Yeah. Mmm, you know what I go for right now? Pork. Some uh, some toast with a little bit of pork jelly on it. Yeah. How how do you make pork jelly? Well, you gotta boil them and then they squeal like they do in the trailer, like a lobster. Oh, squeeze them. It makes the skin come off easier. You'll see. That's just the air escaping. You'll actually figure it out when we see that scene where Chewie actually 